The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. The Friday Football Feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Calumet City. Brought to us by Miller Lite. Yeah, thanks everybody who came out here to uh, Cal City and Buffalo Wild Wings. All the great folks here at B-Dubs. We got these football feasts throughout the course of the fall and winter, so stay tuned for the next one. We're going to give away Bears tickets here in a few minutes for the Viking game next week. Thank you for listening, calling, and participating today. Thanks to Courtney Cronin for an update from Washington. Mike North, Chris Black, and Kevin Zipak back at the shop. Uh, uh, Adam Abdallah was here with us at B-Dubs. Josh and Emma in our promotion staff thank you so much hoodie stop by we had a great crowd here today um so good it was group. a lot of fun good group. Yes, very good group indeed and let's now get back to 190 north state and Come on. national bank state street studios it's time for crosstalk with waddle and sylvie brought to you by club hawthorne celebrating Oktoberfest all month with sam buy a beer and get a free bet every friday see hawthornebettingbars.com for details tommy and Sylvie, what's up, boys? Victory! Bears win! Victory! <laughs> My gosh, what a relief, right? I mean, really. I mean, it's. Like, can you imagine the relief that all of those guys up at Hallis Hall are going to feel going into this long weekend? They get some time off, they get a chance to regroup and catch their breath, and come back next week feeling much better about themselves than they did the first month of the season. Huge. Yeah, it's, Huge. it is enormous. As we say, they got the stank they off. They got the stank they, off Yeah, them. they did. They did. There's only so much stank that you can have, right? You know, before you need well, to. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, come on. Ask your call. You know? Wow. Nah, yeah, wow. Yeah. That was personal. Ooh, I'm not ooh. sure why you went there. Probably because he's at more than an arm's length distance cranky. from you. He was cranky from yesterday. Really? He left us at halftime of the game. Why was he cranky? Were you I cranky? Was he, doing one of his, he was doing one of his weird videos again. You know, he's got to put his image out there all the time. <laughs> I was promoting and then, halftime, and then, he has to, then he has to involve Peggy and I in it, you know. I got to get the Yurko bump. He needs the do bump. You, do right, you guys mind? I need to do this. Sure, glove. He knows he needs the bump. No, he was fine. Sylvie was fine. I think Sylvie was happy that the Bears found a way to win. Well, how yes. Which is the we, most we, important thing. We were, we were having a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, when you when you have 451 yards of offense and you score on all five of your yeah. possessions in the first half, you have a good time. Can yeah. I your say, football team has a good time. Your fan base has a good time. I want to say this too, Carm, and I'm not kissing ass knowing that the coach is coming up in about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, you are. No, Pucker I'm not. up, baby. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Dirt ball. Pucker up, buttercup. Pucker up, buttercup. After all of the grief. Pretend and, and, it's Coach Ditka's keister. And deservedly oh, so. can really do it. Like, they did a really nice job getting their guys ready to play on a yes. short week. Yes, and they did. There was, no, there was no doubt, was there, which team was more prepared and had, None, right? had the None. gas yeah. you know, None. going a little bit Who more than the other team? Play? Who was prepared to play? It was the Bears. It was sure. the Bears. And, yeah, and you considering right, you're, you're, on, you're on a short week and you're coming off of a loss that was devastating... And everything has gone wrong to go out there and give that effort. And ne- every time you turn your head, there was a different guy coming into the secondary. 
I just thought it was, you know what, you give credit where credit is due, you assess blame when blame is due, but I give the coaching staff a, a, a tip of the cap for getting their guys ready to play, and thankfully we got a dub. And, and there was only one way to go. And Absolutely. The only way is up, obviously, because of how bad they've been. And I think finally, I don't know what uh, when he finally got the message, but uh, or, or what, I don't know. I don't know what clicked with Matt Eberflus, but uh, the pressure has yes. been better. We're going to talk uh, to him about that. Yeah. I think I mean, that like they blitzed in over 30% of the snaps, didn't they? Yeah. Yesterday. Yes. Which, which is a high number for them. No you question. Know? I mean, it's they, huge. They don't, it's, it's a big number for really anybody. I mean, yeah. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of manufactured pressure, but it was... It was working. It was coming at opportune like, times. Right. But some of those blitzes were slow. Like the strong. And scary. And they were coming from such distance that by the time he engaged anybody, the ball was gone. So, yeah, I'm happy to see blitzes. But let's get some well-designed blitzes in there. I thought the Stroman one was good. Yes. The quarter well, blitz the, was the, good. The one that came and got, you know, actual pressure and got a sack. The one, I don't like the stunts in the middle. The stunts in the middle are run poor. So there's room for improvement. It was great to see they're willing to blitz. Well, of course there's but room then for you've got to be sharper on your blitzes. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You know who Yurko was very excited uh, for yesterday uh, in the Billings. first half? Yeah. And he Billings keeps calling Lee. He calls him Billings. He calls him Billings. Billings. My guy Billingsley, man. I'm telling you. Nice they little They made a start on their first, what, third down? Was it third down or yeah, second? Down? It was third yeah. down. It was third yeah. and short. I mean, that was a great tone setter right yeah, there. That's what I'm talking about. Somebody make a play for Billingsley. Billingsley and like they. And they did it. You know what the greatest stat of the entire game was for me? Think about it. What stat? The win. 40 to 20. No, it's not a final stat. score. Well, I mean, it is. It, sure, it, it, it's uh, uh, yeah. zero, turnovers. zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. Yeah. Zero turnovers. When, you, when you're trying to learn how to win, the first thing you need to do is eliminate all of those mistakes. big mistakes. They, they, they scored points on all five of their first half possessions. That's beautiful. That's, it's, yeah. what, it's what Eberflus said in the uh, locker room afterwards. He was talking about the ball again. Yeah, we won the ball. He won goes, "This is what I've been telling you guys. We won the, won the turnover ball. battle. We yeah. won the ball. They won the ball, and there that is the hit. Uh, we yeah. were we were debating with uh, Big Cat the other day about the T. The T, I guess, does stand for the ball. Takeaway." But well, I thought it was takeaway. It's I thought it was turn, over. turn the ball over. Somebody the ball sent back. us, though, uh, someone sent us an overhead uh, of him showing, like, from uh, behind the scenes at Hallis, where it had H-I-T-S up on the big screen in the theater room where he was in front of the players. And the T, and under the T, it said the ball. Okay. Well, there you go. Then it's the ball. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know? Okay, Plus, then. Hey, whatever. Right. I'm, I'm for it. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be the uh, the ball? The ball? The ball? Yeah, we why should, wouldn't we'll it be the hips? Maybe we'll principle. ask him. You know, we'll ask him yeah. what the T stands for in hits. I like currently if it's hips. takeaway or if it's the ball. H I B F. I am currently trying to find out when the last time this Bears team did not commit a turnover, and I'm still I'm still going through the process. Which game? Or like the last game they didn't. Commit when was the last that time was, oh, that the Bears that offense that. didn't commit a turnover? I'm still not there yet. I think if you look last year, I don't know. Some, Top some of my head, games, I don't know. they didn't have a turnover. Still going. They've had a turnover prior. They had a, in the first four games this year. They've had a turnover. Uh, uh, the best thing is that I think mm-hmm. there's a game last year where they forced two turnovers. They didn't turn the ball over, and they still found a way to lose. 
Yeah, that's hard to do. Because Carmen and I would invariably come in here. They, they won the turnover thing again. Well, that was like during they, uh, the they Nagy control, era. Yeah, they controlled the ball more, and they still yeah. found a way to lose. That was during the Nagy era. They used to do, I mean, in some of those losses, they would just totally counter. Uh, it was counterintuitive to what normal thinking was, the way some of the stats would come out, and they'd still find a way to lose. Those. I'm already back through. I'm at the Atlanta game. Are you at the Going Kyle backwards. Orton? Are you, are you at the Kyle Orton era? Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> Kyle Orton. Yeah. Kyle no. Orton era. I, I'm God. just trying. Listen, turnovers are bad. Turnover bad. That's a that's a that's a good era. Uh, it's the Cordell Stewart era. That oh, was really that was not a good era. That was yeah. that was a short lived era. I still remember Amon Green rushing for a million yards that day. Amon Green. Yeah. He was a good fantasy player. Great fantasy. I loved drafting Amon Green. Do you know it? It it did happen last year. I've just found out when the last time they did not turn over the football in a game. Would you guys like to take a guess? It was... Oh, boy. It looks like they did turn it over in every game last year. No, I don't believe so, Karn. I don't think so. Oh, no, it was the Miami game. That is correct, sir. The Miami game. Yes. So that was week nine of last year. That was the the last last time time they went turnover free, which is important. And that was the only game last year, Tommy, where they went turnover free. That's right. All right, we got to let you guys go. All right, we've got the coach. We'll let you go. Have fun with the coach. Let you go. Peace out. All right, see you guys. See you guys. Do we have an open? Do we, are we playing the Cap and Jay Hood, a Matt Eberflus open, or are we just bringing them in right now? No, we're going to do it differently considering the result was better. We're right. We mix up the mojo. That's yeah. what we do. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. We're taking much credit for the win because we believe we mixed it up. And uh, this is what was needed. Matt Eberflus doing the show with us instead of Cap and Jay Hood. Amen. Let's bring him in, the head coach of the Chicago Bears on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Coach, congratulations. Thanks for joining us instead of those other guys in the morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, like, enjoy being on in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the mojo is switched up, don't you think? I mean, maybe we have to do this more often. Yeah, I agree, no doubt. That 8.30 is really early. It is. <laughs> Coach, how bad did you need this victory, you personally and the team? No, it's it's really, a, you know, a combination of things. You know, the guys working hard, you know, uh, really staying together during this time of adversity. And the guys just kept, you know, working uh, during the weeks. And, and we saw it, momentum, you know, really build during the, the Denver game. And you could see that coming. And we just had to learn how to finish, you know. And that was the message all week to the guys. And, and they did a really good job, you know, in a short week, preparing their minds and their bodies to come out and play uh, the way they did and the way they finished the way they did. So uh, my hat's off to those guys and the coaches. What was the moment like for you, Matt, in the locker room afterwards with the team? Yeah, it was it was pretty special, you know, because uh, when you go through adversity and you keep working, and uh, you know you you fall short a little bit, uh, you know, during the times, you know, you know, four games this year we fell short, and then you know to come through with the, with the victory and finish as a football team and play really good complimentary football, um, it was you know to see the joy on, on the you know in the, in the faces and the guys' the eyes, oh. and it was a really. Are we having uh, trouble with this phone? We, let's put him back on hold. Let's reestablish uh, this cell phone with Matt Eberflus. Uh, is, uh, we're talking to Matt Eberflus, usually with Cap and Jay Hood, yes. Mondays at 8.30. Last night, they uh, night game, they got in late, so there was not an opportunity for them to talk to, uh, to 
to the coach. And I, as you said, I think the coach should talk to us from now on because we got a one-game like, one streak. Like you don't break up a streak, of right? Of course you don't. And the Vikings coming up next. Exactly. And by the way, we're going to uh, take all of your calls at 312-332-3776. Coach, we were interrupted in the middle of while you were talking about co- uh, talking to your team and what it meant to you personally. No, like I said, in the locker room, it was, you know, a lot of excitement, you know, uh, a lot of joy. Um, looking each other in the eye and, you know, and, and, you know, saying, Hey, our hard work does pay off. And it was really, we saw it coming last week. You know, this is a new group, you know, getting these guys together and they're starting to execute the details really well and understanding that playing complimentary football is, is, is winning football. And that's protecting the ball, taking the ball away, you know, sustaining drives on offense, going three and out on defense, setting the field with your kicking game. And uh, the guys really, bought into that and uh, again it's a we got one victory here and then you just got to build upon it and build upon the momentum we've had the couple last couple weeks i've noticed in the last week or two that you have cited uh quite a bit that you've coached for 32 years in those 32 years of coaching have these last few weeks been the toughest as a football coach um, yeah, we've had some tough times, you know, when you're in coaching, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have some tough situations that you get into. And I, I've certainly had those over the years. And, and the model that I've had is, is some really good coaches, some, you know, Hall of Fame coaches, and, and they've really just stayed true to the process. And it's, it's about if you do right and you keep doing right in practice and keep doing right in the games, uh, good things are going to happen for you. And that's just what it's about. And you got to really stay the course and, and be have conviction and stay determined. Is that easier said than done sometimes? I mean, I know it's it, it's a motto to stay within the process, but when everything seems to be spinning, is that easier said than done? Well, I think you, your core convictions are certainly tested, and you got to really stand on solid foundation of what you believe in and uh, just keep working and really focus on that day-to-day process. And when you do that, uh, good things are going to happen. And, again, there's going to be adversity as we go through this season. Uh, you know, it's, that's the way it is. You're going to play some good football teams, and we're going to have to really do hard better. And when we do that, uh, you know, we're going to like the product on the field. Coach, this is a fraternity, this business is. Did any of your colleagues, anybody in your past, reach out to you over the course of the last couple of weeks, or did you reach out to somebody to try to kind of smooth things out and get a, a different perspective. Yeah, I've had a lot of a lot of guys that uh, that I care for and they care for me uh, reach out to me. So it's been really good. Um, a lot of my mentors have talked to me and I've I've visited with them and called them. So um, it's really important to be able to stay connected um, during the times of adversity, so you can uh, really stay grounded in where you are. Coach, it looked like last night that this was the most aggressive defensive game plan that we've seen from you guys this year. Maybe going back to when you took over the, the team last year. Is that true? Is this because the blitz rate was higher? Is this the most uh, aggressive game plan that you've ever put into play? Um, no, the game played out that way a little bit, you know, because when you're, and it's certainly we were going to be aggressive uh, the entire evening. I'm giving it a chance to, to come back. Yeah. I'm staying the process here. Cell phone service up in Lake Forest, not good all the time. No? No, I, I, Wesley, I, it comes out right? for me every now is and again. Is that by yeah. Wesley Road? Yes. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll try to reestablish. I did notice that, though. That was the one of the things I noticed most was guys were coming from everywhere. And uh, I kind of liked seeing it. And, and I don't think that the uh, commanders liked seeing it because they had Sam Howell on the run quite a bit.
Should get them in Joniak's office. Get them on That's the true. Comrex. That's right. We'll, uh, we'll reestablish. You hate a bad <laughs> cell phone, don't Wait, you? What's that? Yeah, you hate a bad cell phone. <laughs> He's back to Captain Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Going so well. Yes, too. yes. yes. After a win, yeah. uh, we've got uh, Matt Eberflus back on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Coach, you were talking to Waddle about uh, being more aggressive defensively. Yeah. So it's, it's really how the game played out. We were going to be aggressive the entire time. Um, you know, we started with two, three, and out. Well, the offense scored on the first five possessions. But, you know, once it became a pass game, you know, we got up on them so much. You know, you can't just sit back and lay back and play coverage. Um, you got to be able to pressure and pick your spots uh, to make the quarterback comfortable, and, and we did that last night. And the front four did a good job of pressuring as well. We had five sacks total. Uh, we missed more opportunities that we could have had, but uh, I thought the defense played well last. Coach, I know you said in the in the locker room at halftime and during the week that the the motto was to finish. Was there at all? Any thought going through your head as they were coming back, we have to guard against the feeling of, here we go again. Yeah, you know, the message to them uh, was be aggressive, you know, at halftime. I told the play, uh, play callers, including myself, I said, be aggressive. I said, players, you be aggressive. I said, we got to take this thing one play at a time. You know, we get to play one play at a time. Don't look up at the scoreboard. And just keep executing, and if we do that, we'll like the, the final, uh, the very end, and that's what they did. With that in mind, is that partially one of the reasons why you decided after winning the coin toss to actually take the football? Uh, yeah, we feel really good about uh, both sides of our of our of our offense and defense, but uh, you know we like uh, you know sometimes being able to uh, turn Justin loose uh, right away, get him on the field, and uh, let him attack. And uh, that's what we felt last night. But, again, that gets week to week. Uh, but that's what we did last night. Talking to Matt Eberflus, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Um, DJ Moore, this is going to be a game that Bears fans remember as the DJ Moore game. There was an interesting comment that I thought you you said afterwards, that he is the hardest worker on your football team. When did you realize that? Did you know that after you scouted him for the trade, or did you realize that at one point after he got into your building? Well, when you are, are doing a big trade that you want to get all the information uh, that you get, you know, before you make the trade. So that was the, uh, you know, small fraternity in the NFL, as you guys know. And uh, that was the word that he was a, a great worker, a great teammate, um, a, a really good person, and obviously a great football player. And uh, so we just kept digging on it, and we got everything was a green light in terms of his, his makeup uh, for being a great Chicago Bear, and that's what he's shown since he's been here. Coach, the offense has clicked very, very well over the last couple of weeks. What do you attribute that to? Is it Justin? Is it Luke Getze? Is it a combination of both? And I think we all have the, the one question in mind. Do you believe that Justin Fields has arrived in some way, shape, or form? It's, like I've said, it's, it's the fruits of his labor. And, and Luke and the offensive staff have done a really good job of, of uh, you know, finding the, the plays and the schemes that, that fit the skill that we have. And, again, you know, that's, you know obviously we've got a bunch of new guys in there. Um, and then Justin's getting more and more comfortable, and he's been working his butt off since the springtime, uh, really since the end of last year, of just really uh, knowing, studying, 
and getting better uh, in the pocket, getting better out of the pocket, and getting better just overall uh, in the scheme. And I think that we're doing a great job of communicating that uh, with the quarterback and also with the with the offensive staff. And, and they're really doing a good job here. And again, you got to be creative every every single week, and uh, you know continue to, uh, to keep this thing going. Has he arrived? Um, you know, I think it's a process of. I really do. I think that he's growing uh, leaps and bounds. I think we've take, uh, taken some big steps, uh, two big steps in the last two weeks. And we just got to continue to keep uh, growing and keep uh, getting better um, because we want to be playing our best football at the end of the year. We, we take a different approach, as you know that, Coach. Fans take a different approach. Instant gratification and, and instant success is what everyone's looking for. But inside your building, did you all think – that it would take some time. You've got a lot of new young players. You've got a lot of new faces. Did you guys think that it would take some time before you found your stride? And, and with that in yeah, mind, did yeah, you? We, I was going to say, did you? Uh, with that in mind, are you surprised that the struggle lasted for the first month? Yeah, you know, we really felt that uh, you know it could take some time. Uh, you know, based on the injuries that we had in training camp, so we didn't have a time to really gel together. Um, but we have seen progress over the course of the games. You know, um, obviously the game in Kansas City was, was not a good game, but the, the, from the first game to the second game to the, you know, to the third game to the fourth game, we felt we were really progressing uh, really well. We can feel that feel that momentum building in that Denver game as a football team. Uh, we're playing complementary football, uh, offense, defense, kicking, and then you know, really trying to build upon that to this Thursday. And again, we got to keep building, you know, the process is what it is. And like I said, we want to be able to play our best football at the end. Uh, you seem to be a very calm guy behind closed doors. Do you flip tables? Do you throw things around? Do you swear? I mean, what do you, what is it that, that you, you get the frustration out when things aren't going well? Well, I've always stayed positive, you know, because being positive doesn't mean you're not challenging the players. Um, you know, but you always want to uh, have your eyes forward and you want to be looking uh, to the next challenge. And that's what we always do. Learn from our performances and then go to the next challenge. And I certainly have intensity. I have a little a little bit of fire. The players will definitely say that. Uh, but I always, always want to be steady in my message. What's the way that you challenge the players even though you stay positive? Well, it's like, for example, uh, before we played Denver, I challenged the guys uh, to be – uh, really on the details of their position. I challenge the position coach to be on the details of their position because the details make the big things happen. And, and we, we really did a good job of focusing our drills, the practice, and then really uh, creating an environment to really focus on the fundamental details of their position. And that showed in the game. And we, we carried that message on to this week. And uh, the improvement was there uh, from uh, the Denver week to this Thursday. So we got to continue that as we go forward. We're talking to Matt Eberflus. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. You're home for the Bears. Coach, now that uh, Chase Claypool is gone, what can you tell the fan base as to the main reason why it did not work out? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, uh, when Ryan and I sat down to acquire, uh, you know, Chase in the trade, we did it for the right reasons. We were trying to get skill. Um, you know, there, you know, for, for Justin to be able to utilize. And, you know, it just didn't work the way we wanted it to. And uh, we wished a chance to pull the back. And now he's in my. What, what, was, there, was there a main reason why? Was it attitude? Was it work ethic? 
No, I wouldn't say that. I, I would just say that, you know, when you have adversity, there's times of frustration. And, uh, you know, you, you certainly get that from a lot of different players and player, players handle it a certain different way. And, uh, you know, we've obviously uh, moved to the next step, and so has he, and it, it worked out both uh, good for both guys, since, both parties. Since he has not been active on game day, your offense has exploded. Would you call that addition by subtraction? Uh, no, I would not call it that. I would just say that you know the growth of the entire offense of the entire football team is just stepping in that direction uh, from uh, Denver week to this week. Coach, you're a former linebacker, and you've always stressed the importance of knowing the history of this great franchise. So I'm sure you had some very strong feelings about Dick Butkus. Um, did you mention? Did you guys? Did you mention anything to your team before they went out to play last night about the passing of, of this all-time great? Yeah, uh, we we talked to some players, and players asked me about it, and I I told about told them about my relationship with him, and uh, you know it's it's you know I, at the podium last night about how many several times I talked to Dick, and and uh, really great conversations we had all about playing linebacker, and you know, one of the first things I did when I was hired here, I, I got a mural of the monsters of Midway behind my desk, and I got all the retired jerseys there, and I told him I want a couple things. And one of the things I said, I want Dick Buckus at the very top. And uh, I'm looking at the picture right now. He's, you know, he's in his jersey in black and white. And it's, uh, he's right between Hallis and, and Sweets. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, I loved my time uh, and enjoyed my time that I spent with Dick and uh, my deepest sympathies to his family. As a guy who grew up loving football, um, and, and I think you're about Waddle's age, so maybe a little young to remember watching him, but we all watched NFL films. Do you remember seeing the way he would just terrorize players <laughs> on offense? Yeah, you, you talk about the hit principle, man, that intensity piece. <laughs> he, he's definitely got that. So uh, he, was, he was an amazing player. Can you and settle something with us? We were debating this. Does the T in hits principle stand for takeaways, or does it stand for the ball? It stands for the ball. Okay. So it's about taking it away, and then whoever carries it, it's about protecting it. Okay. And then um, I want to know a couple of things about this weekend with with not having a game. First of all, there's lots of college action going on. There's a big one between Bama and I think Tech is it Texas A&M Waddle? Is that who they're uh, I playing? So yes. I, I think Nick Saban was your first college head coach that you played for. Did you have any idea that Nick Saban would be as great of a head coach as he's turned out to be? Uh, yeah, because it, his first year at Toledo, we won the championship uh, there in the MAC, and uh, you could definitely see the intensity and definitely see the detail um, in the way he coached. And uh, you could see him; he was on the rise for sure. That was his first year as a head coach, um, but uh, I certainly enjoyed that time back way back in 1990. Will you get away from the game a little bit this weekend? Uh, if you have a break, I mean, a chance to maybe go to dinner, or relax, or do something yeah, away yeah, from well, things. We'll finish up today. Um, you know, we're going to go have a personnel meeting here at three thirty, and uh, you know, we're going to do our self scout. So I'll meet with the offense and defense about the scouting, about self scouting, and then where we're going with our team coming up um, here this afternoon. And then we'll take a break. Uh, Coach will have the next couple of days off. I'll be able to uh, enjoy their weekend with their families. Um, players got uh, today off and the whole weekend off, and then they come back in on Monday, and we'll do some corrections from our self scout. 
and then we'll get on to to Minnesota briefly, and then they'll have Tuesday off, and then we'll start Wednesday up in prep for uh, Minnesota. Are you able to just like chill out and watch Red Zone, or are you always in football mode as a coach? Well, I think during the season you really can't get away from it uh, all the way because you got to be locked in. Uh, it's not like you're on vacation, so you're you're still <laughs> wired in to some degree. Uh, but I will take some time to spend with the family, go to dinner, uh, relax a little bit, and then get back at it. You get date night, even during the season, yeah. it has to happen, and you got to have date night for sure. Yeah, typically that's on a Friday, Friday yeah. night. I uh, get a chance to have uh, dinner with my with my girls, and then uh, get back at it on Saturday. Well, uh, all the best, Coach. Uh, congratulations on the win, and we're enjoying the victory Friday. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. There you go. We'll be sending a, uh, a brand-new cell phone up to uh, Hallis Hall. <laughs> You're such a ball buster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Eberflus with a win. Yes. And, and, and listen, and a victory it's hard Friday. to win in this league, and I know it hasn't started the way we wanted, and we've been frustrated the way they've been frustrated, but I'm telling you, there's an enormous... I think sense of just relaxation, let it all out, let it all the frustration flow. And as you said, the stank goes away for a while. Yes, it Keep does. the stank off. Well, yeah, now can they build on it? Has Justin Fields arrived? 312-332-3776. There's a lot of interesting thoughts uh, to that poll question that I threw out there. Your thoughts on last night's game. Could they actually win a few here now when uh, just a few days ago we were talking about could he be gone, Matt Eberflus? Um, we were talking about it and writing about it, yes, I think. Yes, absolutely. Tom Thayer is going to be joining us at 3. He will talk about the late great Dick Butkus as well. Wilbon's going to join us to talk about Butkus. I know Rick Sutcliffe wants to tell a Dick Butkus story. He texted us last night to discuss that. Anything on your mind, the DJ Moore game. I mean, we knew this. We knew they were getting a stud in the last two games. They have finally used him as a stud. We will talk about all this. This is what Bears Nation needed. They needed a big win like uh, the Bears gave us all last night. And we're talking about it next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Uh, Matt Eberflus uh, joined us. That was fun to do it after a win, too. Yes. It's uh, it, it's it's keep much tougher to do that after uh, yeah. another tough loss. Let's keep this streak going. Yes. Um, it was fun last night. We what? sat here yesterday and, and, and through the week, and my theme was what I wanted to see was more of the first three quarters against Denver. I wanted to see that carried over because, like you said, so eloquently in your film study and you watching it the first time around live is you felt that it was the best quarterbacking you have seen from a Bears quarterback, at least in the modern era. 
Yes, and that to me, I was not trying to get clicks or you know bring you something that was filled with exaggeration and hyperbole. That's true for me. Twenty three of twenty four, four touchdowns, no interceptions. The ball delivered perfectly on time. The decisions are being made. There's no click, click, pat, pat. You know, hitch, hitch. He's seen, and we saw that all night last night. To me, that's the biggest change. Is he? He looks confident, and he trusts what he's seeing. You're not seeing him hitch, and he's he sees it, he trusts it, he throws it, boom. And then and and again, um, this was you could have said, well, it's Denver, and then he didn't finish. So after not finishing the game, how would he look on a short work week on the road now in a hostile environment against a better defense with a better front? Albeit, yes, their secondary is suspect, but still. And what I liked was. He didn't hit Mooney early, but yet he didn't let that affect him. And they still managed to march downfield and score. And he still managed to have a big game and they score major points. And it's not him running around, rushing for 100 yards or 90 yards. It's him for throwing scores. It's him hitting DJ Moore. It's him working from the pocket the majority of the time. And... I'm excited. See, like everyone's screaming. I'm I'm, I'm hopeful here. Everyone's screaming, well, get him out of the pocket. Get him where he's comfortable. Okay, we'll do some of that. But at the end of the day, we also have to be efficient from the pocket. And he has been efficient and good from the pocket. And that's why his overall play has looked so much better. Confident, decisive. There's no hitching. Um, And he's played really, really well. Most important. To me, as I said to you last week, there was a lot of progress, but real progress is made in crunch time and finding ways to win. Last week, they turned it over twice in the fourth quarter. Zero turnovers yesterday, last night. And they found a way to close out this Washington Commanders team offensively with the late touchdown with DJ Moore and defensively with how they got after Sam Howe. So as a group and as a quarterback and as an offense... They found a way to close things out and win a football game. And to me, again, that's the definition of real progress. So last night, I saw real progress. You know what you do now? You go back to work on Monday, and you build on it against the Minnesota Vikings team that is a solid team, but they're not the Kansas City Chiefs, and you look and see if you can build on what you've done the last couple of weeks. I uh, pulled the question again, and it's, it, it is very Black or white here. There is no gray area in this Twitter poll question brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. And it's what I asked, what you asked originally, um, Eber Flusa. Then when he didn't answer, I followed up with it again. And again, he said, it, it, it's a process. It's still going on. And, and, and it is a more nuanced thing. And I don't think we'll know. It's kind of like the rock bottom thing. I don't think you know you're truly at rock bottom until you can kind of back away from it, until you get out of it. So I don't know you'll know if Justin Fields arrives until we get further down into the season and we see 10 more of these games. We live in a world of 15-second sound bites and careening from one guardrail to the next. Yeah, it's a week-by-week league. After three weeks, what was everybody saying? He's a bust. And, and Now, after and, two better weeks, right. what is everybody saying? He's arrived. So why don't we just let this play out as you and I have suggested all along 
and allow this thing to kind of develop and see where we're at over the course of some time. We're right. Well, it, it, it's kind of like the Getze stuff, too. And I was very hard on Getze. Going into this last game at home against Denver, he was my who needs to rock. Like, he rock. was that we that's a segment we do on the pregame show. Like, he was the guy that needed to make guys better. He needed to come up with better plans. And but still, Justin needed to make more plays within the realm of the offense. Justin himself wasn't making enough plays. Justin wasn't hitting enough open receivers. Both can be true. Absolutely. Now, it's not like all of a sudden, Getze is just Oh, no, we're losing. He's going to get a head coaching job. No, no, no. It's Justin's better. Yes. Justin's better. Just like early in the year, Justin wasn't better. So the question is, it's very cut and dried. And I know this. So you have to pick one. Has Justin Fields arrived? Yes or no? We've had 2,200 votes. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealer. Uh, how do you believe Chicago is voting? Uh, 99 to 1. <laughs> Come on now. You know well, though, everyone's you, high. You know that, high. Well, no, you know that there are a lot of detractors of Justin Fields in this town. You know there are a lot of people who believe he will never be a true pocket passer or a true franchise quarterback. There are skeptics. There are a lot. And there are a lot that believe that he's well. There's Patrick a, there's Mahomes. the him crowd. Yes. Yeah. So, I will say sixty-five thirty-five. Now you're getting somewhere. Sixty-five thirty-five. Now you're using your brain. Sixty-one point one percent. Sixty-one point one percent say yes. He has arrived. Thirty-eight point nine percent say no. And again, it, you have to, you have to get the ball. To DJ Moore. It was uh, like I could not believe early in the season that they weren't targeting him. Whether it's Getzy, whether it's Fields himself. The one thing that I loved at training camp, despite them not operating well offensively, is he seemed to trust DJ Moore. He seemed to throw it to him. Yeah. He trusts DJ Moore. M-O-R-E. Very good. Yes. He, he did, like the name says. He would force the ball to him much differently than the other guys. And he, he shows you why. Because he'll make the catch for you. He's stronger than the rest. Listen, he will was... get the yak after the catch. He will turn a 7-yard reception into a 27-yard reception. This is not a like some sort of massive surprise. Now, is everyone expecting 230 yards? Maybe not. But I think even somebody that is a casual observer could have watched training camp practices or even prior to that watched mini camp practices and identified him as if not their very best player, which is what I would define him as, one of their best. He's a difference maker. Um, when you can have the collection of quarterbacks in situations that he has had in Carolina and still come away with three 1,100-yard receiving seasons, you're a player. And like, like I said, when you watch him play, he checks a, a, all the boxes. Now, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and debate with you that he's Justin Jefferson. But I'll debate with you that he's a true one and he elevates people around him and his quarterback. It, it, it's why, though, I was so pissed off after the opener. You waited all offseason. You knew what you saw, like you just said. You didn't have to be an expert to know after watching training camp practice. You prepared for that 
one game all offseason and you targeted him twice in that Green Bay game. DJ Moore had two targets. He had two catches for 25 yards. That was crap. It was total crap. So now all of a sudden he has 500 some yards receiving. He is averaging over 100 yards per game. Do you believe his his number was 50 and a half in the game? Yeah, I know. Before last night? It is a must play. Free money! It it is a must play until further notice. Now, I will say this. Teams going forward, this is a league of adjustments. They're going to start rolling a safety on top of him. So now we got to start getting something more out of Mooney and some of the other guys as well. But that doesn't mean that he'll ever be completely eliminated from your offense. You just have to be aware of it that while teams become more conscious of trying to stop him. Because, again, look at the stats last night. Three guys caught footballs. DJ Komet, was right. it uh, Khalil Herbert? Yeah. Like, that. you got to spread it around. Yeah, of course you That's do. the next step. But but every every guy on every team who's the one gets gets no question. game planned for, and they still Absolutely. get the ball, too. Yes. 312-332-3776. Your big takeaway from last night's win. It's a victory Friday. We're finally... Talking about a Bears win on this radio station in a little less than 365 days. It's been that long. Matt Eberflus is truly Mr. October. Hey, it's your good friend Tom Waddle here. And guess what? I drive a Hawk. And I'm proud to drive a Hawk. It's a new season, and I'm liking the lineup as well. So get to HawkAuto.com and choose from Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, Volkswagen, Nissan, and Wagoneer models in a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles. Right now, save with 0% for 60 months or no payments for 90 days. Find your next car today at hawkauto.com and drive what I drive. Drive a Hawk on select models with approved credit. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck. Stick with Waddle and Sylvie, weekdays 2 to 6. I want to stand here on Friday and say, oh, three good quarters in this last Denver game, and now a really good game, and they went into Washington and they upset them, and, and it was because of Justin Fields. Now we may have something. Well, that's true growth. That's true yes. progress. That's something you can build on. Back to the left of Fields. He brings a man in motion, Mooney, into the slot to the right. Snap is back. Fields. Late pressure coming, but it doesn't reach. It throws downfield. He's got D.J. Moore over the shoulder. 20, 15, and out of bounds. D.J. Moore. Snap back to Fields. Fields looking, now throwing. Got open, man. D.J. Moore. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Toasted the secondary at a 20-yard strike. His third touchdown pass from Justin Fields, the Maryland Terrapin. Comes back to the area and puts the Bears on the board. Fields with bombs tonight. Two to D.J. Moore. They motion as he sets the throw right side. It is caught. D.J. Moore spins away from a tackle at the 40-45. Nifty footwork on the sideline. Inside the 40. Inside the 35. Wow. With a ball in his hands. Do not take it for granted. D.J. Moore with great contact balance. They're covering the slot. Komet in motion now. Paired in the left slot. Snap to Fields. Roche on the back. Gonna throw left side of the end zone up in the air. Contested catch. Touchdown, DJ Moore. What a return to Maryland for the former first round pick of Carolina and the new Bear. 
breaking hearts here in Washington. 11-yard touchdown out of beauty from field. Left corner of the end zone in tight coverage. Tight end right side of the line, Mercedes Lewis. And Tyler Scott out to the right snap field. Stairs down the left side. Pass is caught by Moore. Down the sidelines. And nothing but green grass. He is gone, baby. Touchdown, D.J. Moore on third and two. The corner broke on it, missed it. D.J. Moore caught it, and he accentuates what's been a spectacular day. 56-yard touchdown, and that puts the icing on the cake. Right here on ESPN 1000, it was Joniak and Thayer calling a win, calling one of the most prolific receiving games in Bears history. D.J. Moore. Last two weeks have been outstanding, and uh, yesterday was just insane. And he should rewrite the record books for Bears receivers if they play this right. There's there's no reason he shouldn't, considering... It's like, well, it's a coloring book right now. You should be able to rewrite it. Considering what the quarterbacks have been like, considering that when you did get a good receiver, like... Brandon had a great, great run. But, but because it was only, what, three years? Three years. You know, he he didn't stay long. I think after last night, he's third all-time on the Bears receiving list. <laughs> he's not third all-time. Pretty close. It, it's nuts. I, I was texting you guys, and I tweeted it out. The, the total for him before the year was 800.5 yards. He's over 500 yards for the season. Yeah, that number was low. It was low. We gave that out before the year. Like, there's no reason, if he stays healthy, that he shouldn't double that. He already has more yards than any Bears wide receiver did last year and more touchdowns than any Bears wide receiver had he's, last year. He's like only oh, last year. He's, he's only a few yards away from what Komet had that led the team for the entire season. Yeah. Well, this is why he was... He was instrumental or his inclusion in the draft or in the in the trade for the number one overall pick in the draft was what it was. What a, what a like a um, a weird week for Ryan Poles, because Ryan Poles, it's, and it's the interesting debate about Ryan Poles. On one hand, you have D.J. Moore that you you had to have when you traded the number one pick and you could have one of the greatest wide receivers in franchise history. And on the other hand. You had to trade Claypool and the se- and a seventh round pick just to get a sixth round pick back, and in a year's time, like you traded the thirty second overall pick for him in one of the biggest busts of a trade ever. Yeah. So you know what I mean, Feast like or famine. What what a, what on here? Awesome here, complete bust. Remember too, part of that whole thing too. I mean, Darnell Wright became part of this year's haul as well. So it was DJ, it was Darnell, and it was next year's first round pick yes. for the Carolina Panthers. Right. I mean, so like we'll it's a pretty sweet haul. Yes. I know there are people yelling, What if it was Jalen Carter with that? Okay, uh, I get uh, it. Uh, but like look, and, and and I'm not gonna not gonna no, argue oh, with uh, those uh. folks, but as I've said from my own from my own perspective, if Darnell Wright becomes the player that we all think he can become 
I'm going to be okay with it. Me too. Me too. And that front four is really good that they faced yesterday. Justin and LaGrange, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Victory Friday. How about you too. That, it's huh? been far too long for it's a victory. It's great, too, because you can go out and have some drinks tonight, oh, too, and not have to worry about getting up early for work tomorrow. We can watch tomorrow. the Red Zone, like, just enjoy the football weekend. And we haven't had a victory anything in forever. Hey, man. Hey, we got to take it when we can, man. So I'll take it today. Best believe that. But this is what I wanted to say, which caught my eye yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but I'll hear about it after I hang up. Two things. One, Darnell Mooney, I don't know what was up with him yesterday, but on that first over, on that first pass when he turned around and backpedaled like three or four steps to catch it, I felt like he should have kept running, turned his head over either, either shoulder, whichever one would have been better. And also on that sideline pass that he didn't get to, I just felt like yesterday was all for him, maybe because his best friend. Was Did he get Eberflus? I was just going to say, Coach Eberflus just texted us and wants his phone back. <laughs> and also, uh, man, I know I know it's exciting and everything, but people, you know, I don't want everybody to overreact. If the Bears get two of the first three or four picks, then you know I see the business aspect. You know, we got to go on. Uh, Justin, I can't do it anymore. Do you want it? What What, what do you have to say I, about I, the look? I, I, let's just be honest with it. I, I mean. Darnell Mooney needs to be a larger part of the offense going forward. I'm not blaming Darnell Mooney for balls that were thrown over his head or off target. Like, I, I don't, I'm not pointing the finger at Darnell there. Justin played fantastic football. You're not going to be 100 for 100. He was close last week, at least through the first three quarters. Yeah. yeah. But I, those were, in, from my perspective, until I would hear differently from up, up at Hallis Hall, and I think, you know, Justin is always very much a stand-up guy and, and would tap his chest and say, this is on me. I think he did, too. Yeah, I, I think mean, he did. I think after one of those throws, yeah. he did tap his chest and yeah. say, that is on me. Yeah. I think the sideline one. Um, Tom Thayer is great at what he does. Um, we're going to bring him in here in a second. This is ESPN 1000, WMVP Chicago, uh, and also WSHE HD2 Chicago. Uh, ESPN 1000. The phone number to reach us is 312-332-3776. It has been far too long since Tom Thayer has been able to call a win on the radio. And I'm sure him and Joniak had a great time and a great flight, and they feel much, much better. Thayer joins us right now. He joins us every Friday normally, but we get to talk to him about a win on this Victory Friday uh, he joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. How does it feel to just soak up a win for your favorite football team? You know, it feels good at the end, but I'm still apprehensive the whole game because of what happened last week. It seems like when you get a lead, it's not a guarantee that you can hold the other team off. So, you know, you kind of sit there on the edge of your seat and you say, okay, I'll, I'll celebrate this when the game is over because there was one point in the game in the third quarter where Jeff was talking about, oh, let's go for a lightning. You know, I let's heard go that. For yeah. And I'm saying, hey, man, yeah, play, <laughs> you know, play the game according to winning the game. Don't sit out there and try to play this fantasy 